Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris from PleasureMechanics.com, and on this podcast, we have honest, soulful, yet explicit conversations about sex, pleasure, love, and all of the ways it shows up in our day-to-day lives. Some of you may know, but some of you are new, Charlotte and I have been the Pleasure Mechanics since 2006, and we started this podcast in 2013. And as we approach 400 episodes, some of you reached out and let us know that only about half of our podcast episodes are available in most podcast players that cut off the feed after 200 episodes. So we are going through the archive and organizing our best episodes for you by topic at pleasuremechanics.com, where you can quickly find what you are looking for using our sex index. And while you're there, go to pleasuremechanics.com slash free and sign up for our free online course. And that'll put you in direct touch with us so you can let us know what's on your mind. This episode is going way back to episode seven of the Speaking of Sex podcast. It was originally published in 2013, and it's one of those foundational ideas that I refer to over and over again in the podcast, but some of you may not have heard this foundational episode. It's all about fantasies versus desires and how important it is to pull apart the differences between our fantasies and our desires, what we imagine and what turns us on in our imagination versus what we really want more of. And I know a lot of us are thinking a lot about fantasies and fantasizing as an escape hatch right now. So we thought this would be a foundational episode to bring back and explore together again. All of our resources about this topic you'll find at pleasuremechanics.com fantasy. So you'll find more podcast episodes, interactive worksheets, and more at pleasuremechanics.com fantasy. And the other thing I just quickly want to say is listening again to this episode, uh, originally published in 2013, reminded me, you know, we've been together now for 15 years, and sex culture has changed under our feet as we've been exploring together as a community and as we've been doing this podcast and broadcasting these ideas out into the world. When this episode first came out, it was a response, as you'll hear, to this huge influx of email we were getting about Fifty Shades of Grey and how this was opening up conversation and igniting the fantasies of so many people or giving people permission to talk about things that had long been a secret shame of theirs. And now Fifty Shades of Grey seems almost like a quaint example of the depictions of alternative sexualities and pleasure practices in mainstream media. So let's just notice that in these past eight years since this episode originally went live, since we've been creating this podcast and having this conversation together as a community, how much has changed in the national and global dialogue about pleasure, sexualities, relationships, bodies, and so much more. So we are so grateful to be in this conversation with you. Thank you for being here with us, Fix. You'll find everything we have to offer at pleasuremechanics.com. And while you are there, go to pleasuremechanics.com slash free to join our free online course. 
and all of the resources about this topic, fantasy versus desire, you'll find at pleasuremechanics.com slash fantasy. I'm Chris from pleasuremechanics.com wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. We will be back with you soon with another episode of the Speaking of Sex podcast. Here is episode seven, an encore episode all about fantasy versus desire. Enjoy and be in touch. Cheers. Hi, and welcome to the Speaking of Sex podcast with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. And in this podcast, we have honest conversations about sexuality. We offer expert advice and practical strategies so you can experience more sexual pleasure. We use explicit language and nothing is taboo. Today we're going to be talking about a very important topic, and that's the difference between fantasy and desire, and how to get your partner to open up to you about their sexual fantasies. Charlotte's going to get us started by reading a question submitted by a listener. Ed writes, My wife and I have been together for eight years. She read all of the Fifty Shades of Grey books. Recently I asked her if she wanted to try anything from the books, but she just changed the subject. How do I get her to talk about her fantasies so we can try something new? That's a great question, and it's one a lot of couples have been having, specifically because of the popularity of Fifty Shades of Grey. Millions and millions and millions of women around the world read these books, and it seemed to tap into a very common desire and fantasy amongst women. And some couples have started to explore new things because of the books, but a lot of couples find themselves doing the same old things while their wives are reading the books about power exchange and bondage and submission and lots of sensation play. And a lot of these couples want to figure out how to communicate so they can try something new while keeping their relationship healthy and alive. So in this podcast, we're going to share some strategies to start talking about sexual fantasies and getting really specific about what of those fantasies are desires for real life experiences. So I want to start by making a very clear distinction between fantasy and desire. We often use these terms interchangeably, but they actually mean really different things. And if we make a very clear boundary between fantasy and desire, we can get a lot more specific about what we really want out of our sex lives. So fantasy is the realm where anything is possible. It's the realm of your imagination, where there are no limitations, there are no rules, and there are no consequences. Desire is a craving, a want, a longing for real lived experiences. It's what you really want in your real life. And this is so important because we've lost our imagination as a culture. We've lost our ability to use our erotic imagination to find out who we are as sexual beings. And so often we get stuck in the same old scripts and the same old routines when it comes to sex when really so much more is possible. And in the realm of erotic fantasy, you can feel free to explore absolutely any possibility you want. In imagination and fantasy, there's no gravity, there's no limit to your bank account. You can have sex underwater with a mermaid if you want, and you don't need to worry about if you can breathe. But in desire, all of these real world limitations actually exist. 
and your body has limitations, you have limited time, you have limited energy. It's really crucial to be realistic about what is possible in your own sex life while also expanding the boundaries of what you might want to experience, right? So I think making this definition between fantasy and desire gives you permission to fully explore the realm of fantasy without any worry about the consequences. And then from there, start discerning what your actual desires might be so you can create the sex life that will be most fulfilling for you. And when we think about other genres like horror, like science fiction, like fantasy books with dragons and unicorns and whatever, we allow ourselves the opportunity to explore the realm where anything is possible. And we enjoy it. So many people enjoy these kinds of movies and books where there's vampires and there's aliens and what have you. And it's cathartic. It's exciting. It's a real physical experience to explore fantasy. And it's something that really enlivens the human imagination. And yet somehow when it comes to the erotic, we start thinking that what we fantasize about means something about us as people. Everyone will go to a vampire movie without worrying if they actually want to suck blood. But when you start fantasizing about things like power and submission, bondage, you know, rape fantasy, anything like that, it starts becoming this really worrisome thing about what does that mean that I really want? And what does that mean about me as a person? And there must be some moral, you know, consequence to my fantasies. And so what we want to do is give you permission to fantasize freely. And from there, get very clear and specific about what your actual desires are. So you can fantasize about the vampire with no desire to suck blood but you can also fantasize about power and submission without any desire to actually play it out. Or you can look at that fantasy of power and submission and say, you know, I don't want to be abducted by a pack of strangers, but I'd really like it if my husband was a little rougher with me once in a while and tossed me over his lap and gave me a good spanking. And that process of discernment is incredibly important in creating the sex life that will be most fulfilling to you. And we think it's essential that couples go through this process together if they want to share fantasies, be very clear about what's fantasy and what's a desire, so that there's no confusion when you talk about your fantasies that that's something you really want to experience, and when you talk about your desires that you can start setting erotic goals that will meet those desires with actual real-life experiences. So... There's something really incredible about exploring the erotic imagination because it is part of what gives us information about what really turns us on as individuals. And with that information, we can really begin to create our erotic lives as works of art. And I think that is such a powerful way to frame it and to think about utilizing our erotic imagination. I think the only way we can really create our sex lives as works of art is by accessing our erotic imagination and really letting ourselves run wild with that to really see what all the different flavors and experiences are that we want to try. Fifty Shades of Grey was written as the author's fantasy. It should be read as a fantasy. Christian Grey is a billionaire. He flies around in helicopters. It is a fantasy. But from there, 
people are waking up to all sorts of desires that they may have. And that's the important information to mine from a person's arousal about the story. Yeah, I think it's important to remember that the body responds to fantasy. When you're reading a fantasy, imagine reading about an epic medieval war. Your heart could start racing, your breath starts catching, and you get excited. There's a real physical response to things that happen in our imagination. So if women or men, you know, get turned on by reading Fifty Shades of Grey, that can just be a response to the fantasy of it all. And that's a very real physical experience and real arousal that can be enjoyed on its own terms. And from there, every individual has to be able to think about and discern for themselves out of that fantasy, what are the elements that they actually desire? And this is a really personal process, and you can facilitate a conversation with your wife about what her desires might be fueled by the fantasy of Fifty Shades of Grey. But you asked the question about how do you talk to your partner about her fantasies, and that is a really important question. So many people experience desire and have fantasies about all sorts of subjects that they feel a lot of shame about. And so developing the culture in your relationship where she is clear that you aren't judging her for desiring a whole range of things that she might find problematic is really important and valuable. So know that people have a lot of shame about things that they would like to experience. And giving permission to her to explore that in conversation is a great first step. It's about building trust together and encouraging her to be honest about what she feels and thinks about and what she has felt arousal about. So having a conversation where you create a safe space for her to share some of what she was aroused by is a great first step. Yeah, and it can go something like this. You know, you could say, I listened to this podcast or I read an article that talked about the difference between fantasy and desire and explain to her this boundary between fantasy and desire and say, isn't that a cool idea that... You know, we can have all sorts of fantasies about things and that they're different from our actual desires. So when you read Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, what part of that fantasy most turned you on? And by talking about exclusively the fantasy side of things, where it's just about what turns us on in our imagination, it can become a lot less intimidating to admit to some of these turn-ons and say, you know, just in the fantasy realm, I thought this idea of having a whole room dedicated to sex was really hot and that was really exciting to me. Or, you know, just as a fantasy, the idea of being tied up and pleasured was just really thrilling. And that doesn't mean she wants to try it. And you can have a whole conversation together and kind of go wild, like take it to the extremes, you know, would you rather have sex with a mermaid or an octopus? Would you rather be abducted by aliens or taken hostage on a pirate ship? You know, kind of explore the outer realms of fantasy to let loose and really make it clear that you're talking about the imagination and the realm of fantasy where it's just no rules, no holds barred, anything is possible. And that might free you up to just start getting some conversation going. And then from there, you can start twisting the conversation towards, you know, so out of all of those fantasies, is there anything you want to try? 
What do you actually desire that we might be able to try on our next date night? And making it clear that when you're talking about fantasy, you're talking about fantasy and just exploring your imagination together. When you're talking about desires, you're starting to set erotic goals and start sharing what you actually want to experience in your sex life. And hopefully this distinction will make it much easier for her to share her fantasies without worrying about the consequences and then start getting specific about what she might want to try out with you. Often there are qualities within the fantasies that you really want to pick up on and focus on. Perhaps she doesn't want to explore the intense physical sensations that she was reading about, but she would like to explore some element of power play. It's about extracting the specific elements that you want to try and explore. And so being able to determine what those are is part of the exploration that you get to do together. You may want to develop some more skills in order to explore those desires. Right. If she's naming a desire for a flogging and you've never even picked up a flogger, then you might need to go to a workshop and learn how to use a flogging instrument. But in the meantime, you might want to explore erotic spanking and you know, start there as a way of exploring more impact play and sensation play. And power play. It's such a good low impact way of beginning to explore power play. Spanking? Yeah. Right. And spanking is a really great activity to explore lots of these things. It can explore sensation play. It can explore power play. The Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy and other fantasy, erotic fantasy books, they incorporate a lot of different elements all at once. And through conversation together, start pulling out very specific elements that you think you might want to try together. And then you want to try them one at a time. A lot of couples make the mistake of rushing into explorations and trying like five new things at once. So I'm going to do role play and be your dominant. I'm going to tie you up. I'm going to spank you. I'm going to put ice cubes on your nipples and then I'm going to fuck you roughly. And then at the end of that experience, it's hard to then discern what you enjoyed and what didn't work so much. So what we want to encourage you to do is start exploring one thing at a time and slowly introducing new experiences into your sex life. So after a new experience together, you can have a conversation about how it went, what would make it even better, what you'd want to adjust next time. And this way you can start developing a really precise vocabulary and repertoire of erotic explorations that you can do together and figure out what you guys like as a couple because it's so specific to your specific sexuality as individuals and then as a couple together. So you might find that you love rough sex, but bondage freaks you out and that feeling of being immobilized is really a turnoff. Or you might find you love bondage and you love feeling immobilized, but then you want to be treated really gently and caressed and teased into orgasm rather than being roughed up, right? So you have to find your own constellation of sexual pleasures that will work for you as individuals and as a couple. And this is a long-term process. This doesn't happen in one or two play sessions. This happens over months and years, which is why it's a great exploration for long-term couples who have time to explore together over time. I think it's important to remember that you're not trying to recreate Fifty Shades of Grey in your bedroom. It is a conversation starter. You are not Christian Grey, she is not Bella, and... Anastasia. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Little Twilight, Fifty Shades of Grey mix-up there. (sighs) 
you're not Christian Grey. She is not Anastasia. You are being inspired by what's there, but you are two individuals with your own interests and desires. And the only way you'll find out where exactly the contours of your turn on and arousal lie is by exploring through conversation and exploration. Yeah, and that might be one of the reasons she's changing the subject, because if the question becomes, hey, you like Fifty Shades of Grey, let's live it out in our bedroom, that's a really intimidating proposition. But if the question is, hey, you know, I saw that you were really excited about those books and turned on by them, do you want to talk about the fantasy of Fifty Shades of Grey, what you found exciting about them? I'm just curious what you found in the books that you liked. And then from there, you take the conversation to what more would you like to experience? How can I give you more pleasure? How can I be of service to you, my dear, beautiful wife? That's a really different conversation that she might be more receptive to. But within this whole exploration, it's important to keep it playful, light, bring a lot of curiosity to it. There are no right answers. It's just about what you two can figure out, what you both have interest in exploring and experimenting with and then checking in after each exploration to see what worked, what didn't, and to keep building on it. It really is a lifelong journey of exploration that will constantly change. And I think bringing that sort of open-ended question mark to your exploration is important. Yeah, and also bring open-mindedness and be real about that. Don't just say you're open-minded and then react strongly right away to your partner's confessions. You know, your partner, if you give them the space to open up about their fantasies and desires, might come up with some really surprising answers. And our best advice for that is let things soak in for a day or two and ask follow-up questions. What do you mean by that? What specific piece of that fantasy turns you on? before you react and don't shame your partner or come at them with a bunch of judgment when you just said that you want to have an open trusting conversation and that can be hard to do we live in a culture that has a lot of sexual shame and a lot of you know ideas about what's normal and what's not normal but what we really want to leave you with here is that within the realm of sexual fantasy anything goes. And if you can talk to your partner about their fantasies, you get a lot of information about who they are, where their erotic imagination goes, what turns them on, without having to have a lot of consequence about what you actually want to do in your sex life. And then when you turn the conversation to your desires, you get to have a real sense of what your erotic goals are for your shared experience together and be really specific about what you want, what you don't want, what you're willing to try, what you're not willing to try. And from there, you shape your sex life together, hopefully into one that's going to be fulfilling and exciting and adventurous for many, many years to come. But certainly sharing fantasies and desires is an extremely vulnerable act. And that is partly why it creates so much charge for people and does make relationships stronger and feel alive. Because anytime you're really authentically sharing something that is risky, you can end up feeling so much closer to your partner because you're really disclosing something that is incredibly personal that you're not sharing with other people. It's intimate. It's incredibly intimate. And so honor that and know that it is an incredible way of creating more connection in your partnership. Mm -hmm. 
You can submit a question to be answered on this podcast by visiting pleasuremechanics.com and looking for the Ask Us Anything page. You can also subscribe to our free weekly newsletter for weekly sex advice, exclusive giveaways, and more. I'm Charlotte. I'm Chris. We're the Pleasure Mechanics, wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. Cheers. Cheers.